0: Be in a frame to travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant.
1: Picture at Los Angeles 2023. Welcome to Out on the Lanai,
2: the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am Sadie Pines slash H. Allen Scott.
1: And I'm Carrie Doherty.
2: And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. And then we watched The Golden Palace, but we ran out of those episodes, too. And now now we do whatever the hell we want. And we just did something very much whatever the hell we want, didn't we, Carrie?
1: We did. We just got back from Golden Con, the oh Golden Girls convention in Chicago. So um, much
2: Fun. Wasn't it, Carrie? It was so much fun.
1: Oh my gosh. I had such a blast. I do have to say, before we get into Golden Con, if we sound like season one, (laughs) season two... With less great audio, um, it's because I left a very important adapter in H. (laughs) Allen's bag, and I'm in Los Angeles, and H. Allen is not.
2: Yeah, and I am in St. Louis, because I went to St. Louis after Chicago, and I'm in my, I was telling Carrie before we started, my literal childhood bedroom where... I watched many episodes of The Golden Girls as a child. And um, the room is totally different now. But this is also the room I lost my virginity in. This is literally a very important room. This is the room. It's just, it's so weird to be in this room using this old mic that we used in the, I think, the second and third seasons. All th- basically all throughout the podcast from the early rewatch of the podcast. It's fun. It's nice. I like it. We're different now. We're being chill. It's very weird. But next week we will be normal again.
1: Yes, next week will be normal. I just wanted to get that out of the way in case somebody was like, wait, am I am I listening to like a season one episode? Why do they sound terrible? I don't know how it will sound. I hope it's like half decent.
2: It is kind of wild to think that like I watched all those episodes of the Golden Girls as a child from this very bedroom. And now I'm on a podcast, a very professional podcast that we do about the Golden Girls where we're about to talk about something that we traveled to do for the Golden Girls. Like childhood me would be like, wow, you're doing something very weird in this bedroom that we never thought you would be talking about.
1: It's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> if these walls could talk, that's exactly what they would they say. They would say
2: filthy things.
1: They, they would say filthy things. Yes. Um, but Golden Con. Ah! Holy crapalicious. Wow. Was it everything I dreamed it would be and wait let's go over
2: our weekend everything because today you're going to hear the live episode of the podcast that we did which was focused on traveling and then we took listener questions so it's a fun live episode that you guys are going to love Carrie noticed something in listening to the audio that like we did get many many laughs which you can see from videos posted you know of the event but also it doesn't like sound like we got any laughs because you only hear our audio you barely yeah, hear the audience so,
1: <laughs> yeah our our audio our microphones were hooked up to the recorder but the audience was not mic'd yeah. so obviously it's, it sounds like it sounds like we're on a stage and we're like telling a joke and it's falling completely flat and then we move on I promise you, there were laughs. Sometimes they're just a little bit hard to hear. But yeah, in re listening to it, I was like, oh man, this sounds like the worst stand-up It sounds like set we're bombing. All time.
2: Because the thing is, when you hear that silence after we say something funny, it's not us waiting for the laugh. It's literally us listening to the laugh. Only you, dear listener, can't hear it.
1: <laughs> so just, just. Put fill it fill it in with your own laughter yeah. or
2: don't yeah whatever you um, like but, but the yeah. weekend was <laughs> so fun we flew out on Thursday night and then Friday we got to see and take so many pictures with so many amazing Golden Girls fans who are doing some incredible things and we got to meet people that we've known for years like online but we never saw in person and it's just it was just it was just fun who are some people yeah. that you encountered over the weekend that you were like obsessed with
1: oh my gosh well i i have to i do have to say for so friday that first day um you were wearing your beautiful gold outfit so if people yes. want to look at the, the 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 timeline here look at the outfits you were wearing your gold outfit yeah, i was I'm wearing posting an out on, on my the lanai shirt
2: literally as the the day this episode drops you'll see all my looks yeah
1: oh they, you looked so amazing so you did your gold golden girls look day one and i just walked around in an out on the lanai t-shirt because i was like there's no way that anybody's gonna know me from the podcast unless I have it on my body. <laughs> yeah, I'm a walking um,
2: billboard. I walk into a room and it's like, "Who is this six foot three drag queen?" That's all gold. Oh, Sadie, yes, Kynes. you're yes, attracting people
1: regardless. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was day one. Um, but to answer your question, so people that I got so excited about, I mean, oh my gosh, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of things here. First and foremost, the most important part of this podcast are fans, Mm -hmm. um, off the top of my head, uh, fans that we met that I loved meeting, um, who I hope are listening. I want to say hi to JT and Todd and Genevieve and Jesse and Joanna and Brandy and Aww. Heather. And I know that there are more of you. And if I went back on my Insta stories, I could probably find you all. Um, but those are the names that just popped out because I repeated your name multiple times. So that's the only way I could remember because I have a horrible memory with names. Um, um, also, um, I finally got to meet um, Chris Gallo, who Chris I know is listening, listening. Chris does Golden Girls posters. You need to follow this Instagram. You need to go to his like tea Public and buy his amazing t-shirts that have Golden Girls quotes. Like um, I have to get up early for work in the morning. Like it was so many, like if you want a deep cut Golden Girls t-shirt, that's not just like, oh, stay golden with the faces, but like a deep cut, um, go to Golden Girls posters, go to Chris Gallo's site and buy the posters or buy the t-shirts. And also he makes really funny posters of the women um in like different like movie poster settings it's amazing amazing puns um uh i was i have to say and then i want to hear you talk because i've been talking for too long please
2: keep no please all we need to mention all of the amazing people we met
1: last year when you told me that cindy fee was there and sang the Golden Girls theme song, the original singer of the theme song, and that finally Aaron, a.k.a. Aaron Scott, came out and did his gospel remix, which, as we all know, has been my ringtone for like four years. When you told me that that happened, I a piece of my heart broke that I'd missed it, and I thought that I was going to miss that experience and that something that was so magical. This year, I am happy to say that on was it it was night 1 friday Cindy Fee came out sang the theme song she sang some other songs and then closed the her portion of the event by singing and finally Aaron came out and I got to see it live and in person and for all of you who are fans and like it was as magical as I thought it was going to be I got to meet Aaron I got to say hi I fangirled so hard on him. I'm sure it was uncomfortable. And then after that, I kept seeing him in the elevator. (laughs) I saw him in the elevator like... Three times after that. It's like that. that
2: awkward moment when you see someone at Target and then you say hello and stuff. And then you just like all you see them in every single aisle. Every after that. Aisle, you always yeah, have to be like, exactly. oh, my God, this is just keeps happening. But that's awkward. He was
1: so nice. Yeah. And he talked about how, like, you know, I had asked him if he'd been a fan of the Golden Girls since childhood. And he had like so many of us. Um, so that was exciting for me to meet him. You know, Mark Sotkin and Stan Zimmerman were there, we Golden them. Girls writers who we love. Um, I will say two women I was really excited to meet. Um, One was Isabel Omero, who was the script supervisor Mm -hmm. for all of the Golden Girls, all of the Golden Palace for Soap. She started off as uh, Susan Harris's assistant and apparently was very close with all the women. She was lovely. And I hope we can get her on the podcast. And I was really excited to meet and talk to um, Marsha Posner-Williams, one of the only female writers on the show, who was so funny, and she said something that stuck with me. She said, um, TV is a medium, and that it is neither rare nor well done. And I (laughs) laughed. I was like, this woman is so fucking sharp and funny. Like, she's got that old school, like cool classic sitcom writer sense of humor, which I really appreciated. Um, And then obviously Zach and Brad from Golden Con were absolutely amazing and like made it such an amazing experience.
2: So great, and you're right, I, there were so many amazing people. I mean, of course, we have people who we mentioned during the live recording, which you'll hear all the great podcasts that are out there who are at Golden Con. Like, so good you named it, and so many just great. Like
1: I notice you keep saying so good you named it, but it's so good we named it. I
2: know, but like,
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I keep
2: saying it that way, and it's just it's in my you know, how if something gets in your head one way and you like you can't yes. change it, but yes, it will still come up either way, I'm sure. Um, but no, there's, they're fantastic. And Dr. Cheesecake, Danielle Soto. And like, it's just, it was just so much fun connecting with people who I've known for a while, of course, but like being in person with them is just fantastic. And there were so many great and people. And obviously I
1: met. in April, we made a, a, a new oh friend God. in, in Black, black Blanche, Blanche. And Blanche Deverhoe. She is going to be um, on
2: this podcast and we are going to have a great conversation about black re- representation and the black fandom of, of Golden Girls and like how, amazing the black audience is for the Golden Girls and just the POC audience in general for the Golden Girls, which I feel like it's a conversation that isn't talked about a lot. So I'm so excited to have that conversation with her. But other there were so many other people like the drag queens that were all over Golden Con this year, which was my gosh, yes, the Golden Gals, the the ladies from Helena Handbag Productions who do sort of like local Chicago Golden Girls shows, which were fantastic and Grant from Helena Handbag, who plus Blanche was is sort of just like the huge golden girls fan of that crew and he was just fantastic to hang out with and just like have around right
1: they also did an amazing thing so saturday so we should say like in the morning you spent the first couple hours in the morning getting ready like getting yeah. into drag getting your makeup done doing your hair you walked me through your skin regimen it was amazing <laughs> um on on saturday I went down to grab us some breakfast. Yeah. It was like kind of early, like nine, nine 30. And Grant was down there dressed in a, um, blanche negligee yeah. with the bed, with the, you know, the palms, uh, you know, print all over it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was, it was breakfast in bed and they were in drew and, uh, Grant was taking pictures. Yeah. And with people and they could like get a robe and get into yeah. bed with Grant and take pictures and have breakfast. And it was just I was and like, what let a me fun tell you, little pop up thing that happened at this Golden Con.
2: The bravest thing a drag queen can do is appear in public before noon. And the fact that Grant was down there doing that before noon. At 9 a.m., A braver yeah. woman than me, honestly. A braver <laughs> woman. I would never, I would never. In and out of drag, I don't want anyone seeing me before noon. But especially... In drag, no. Grant was fantastic. All those queens from Helena Handbag are fantastic. But also, we had the Golden Gals, led by Ginger Minge, mm-hmm. who is fantastic and did a fantastic job this weekend. But also, the the Golden Gays of New York, who you know, just our touring group and they're amazing and they'll be on the podcast and
1: just so many... And they've been on before.
2: Yeah, and so many amazing sort of queens and also just like people in general. I mean, Chris Richardson I met who didn't... He was just sort of an attendee, but he was having so much fun and he loved taking pictures with Sadie. And it's always fun to have pictures with attractive men holding you. You know what I mean? So it was just, it was just such a wonderful, wonderful weekend filled with a lot of joy. And I think you'll get that from the live recording. I feel like people... We'll get that obviously it's a live recording. So sometimes you'll things are missed in translation or there's clips played or things that like, for example, there's a, there's a bit that I have with a woman who talks about a vibrating bed at a, at a hotel. Obviously she's not miked when I'm talking to her. So you don't hear her responses. Just, but just know just,
1: that every, every response was yes. Yes. Every response was yes. When you hear each other ask a question yes. about the vibrating bed, <laughs> every, every answer is yes. And it's that was so making cute. the audience laugh.
2: But the audience had so many great questions. So I really think you're going to enjoy this live recording, but just, know that it's a live recording so some things are going to be missed in it so should we get
1: to the live recording carrie yeah let's take a little break skis and then yeah i hope i really hope you guys oh wait like it i should tell before before we
2: get to the live recording who i was dressed as who we were dressed as we haven't discussed who we were dressed as for the live recording and we must because it was epic we have to describe the intro because they're not going to hear that in the in the live recording
1: oh okay okay you want to tell them the whole intro that yes. we did
2: yes i do okay, okay let's right. start at the beginning so, so picture
1: so, it picture it yeah you go it's okay it's the scene okay here's here's what you saw on stage this is a good idea to do because we cut this out of yeah. the audio so it's not in the podcast. there's no audio yeah it's clips yeah yeah so imagine you're sitting in an auditorium And you're looking up on the screen and the clip in uh, the episode where Rose is confronting Daisy about stealing Fernando. And she says, you know, she gives her the whole speech and then says, sometimes life just isn't Mm -hmm. fair, kiddo. Pushes Daisy out the door, grabs the bear, slams the door, spins around, smiling. The audience goes nuts. Blanche and Dorothy are like, oh, so we play that scene. But then then it's like. And then it gets creepy. It gets dramatic. It slows down. Yeah. And lightning crashes and it goes into like negative, like what is that thing called? Like when you look at a film negative. So and then
2: all of a sudden the screen changes and you hear the subtle audio of Brandy's The Boy is Mine. And you but but it's not except it's me. It's Carrie saying what?
1: The bear is mine, the bear is mine, the bear <laughs> is mine, the bear and is mine. And then
2: Carrie, dressed as Sadie, or dressed as Daisy in a Sadie wig, I was going to say, because, you know, of course, uh, dressed as Daisy, comes out on stage, and who is she dragging?
1: A giant, gorgeous drag Fernando.
2: Uh, I told Michael that it had to be a sexy fernando like i had to be because it was
1: sexy i couldn't fernando. just come out
2: in a bear costume so i had to be sexy no. fernando and i came out you dragged me on stage as sexy fernando and to I, the
1: karaoke track of the boy is mine yes <laughs>
2: and i was scared mouthing help me she won't let me go
1: She's yeah you gave a really great performance as i came out you. really aggressive yeah yeah. I was asking, I came out and I said, excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? Just like they do at the beginning of The Boy is Mine. And then I said things like, excuse me, did you t- did you try to take my bear? Did you take my bear? <laughs> this sexy bear is mine. Um, and then we got into it. It was so really fun. fun.
2: So fun, so fun. The audience loved it. So you'll see, I'm posting all of my looks with some of the people that I met over this weekend and pictures of Carrie and I at the day this this episode goes out. So go to my Instagram, Sadie Pines, and you'll see... All those looks and I'll 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 cross post them without on the line eye so everyone will see them.
1: That sounds great.
2: Yeah. Should we get to the episode now? Let's get to the episode.
1: Let's get to the episode.
0: <sighs> How
2: are we? How are we loving Golden Con? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Y'all
1: picture it. Chicago, 2023.
2: Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only and first Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. But actually, there's a lot of other great podcasts you can listen to, too. But we thank you for listening to ours as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Round of applause. Who here listens to Out on the Lanai? Yay! Yay! Hi. Hi. You know- Brandy, Jesse, Todd, Heather. Some of our fans are here. Welcome. Also, Jesse, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jesse. We're Jessie. all gonna take Jesse to Mr. Haha's for a hot dog later. So and I want sure to give a shout
2: out us. to the great other because yes, we were the first, but there are so many great podcasts doing Golden Girls content this year. So good, you named it, Doctor Cheesecake, Enough yes. Wicker. There's so many out there. So it's just, it's uh, let's applaud for all the podcasts. Should we get started? I think we should get started. Oh my started. God, we're going to do an actual episode of the podcast and you're all going to be on it because we're releasing it on Wednesday.
1: Yes. Oh. Um, we will also be doing a Q&A at the end of this. So if you have a question for us, start thinking about it. Start thinking about the question. If questions. we don't have time to get to it, if you think of the question later, you can just call us and leave us a voicemail. Our number is 555-EASY and you can also save the lighthouse while you're at it. So yeah. it's really, it's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely, yeah. definitely. I was so excited to come to Chicago because this is the first time that Carrie and I have traveled for the show together.
1: Yes, I'm a homebody. I never leave. So, yeah. It, so It this reminded is me of
2: all the times that the girls traveled on the Golden Girls and the mayhem they got into. Oh,
1: my gosh. The girls have been to so many great, they've had so many great vacation yeah. destinations, right? They went to the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been to Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, oh, they went to that one hotel where everybody thought that they were... Oh,
2: waiters, waiters. They were waiters. Waitresses. They They were waitresses. They were not that. They even got naked on vacation once. Remember that on Valentine's Day? And they were
1: shamed. I
2: love traveling naked with my friends. (laughs) If you can't travel naked with your friends, who can you travel with?
1: Yeah, we live in Los Angeles, so this is technically a vacation for. Woo! Yes, Los Angeles. Yay. Uh, This is technically a vacation for us, Mm -hmm. because, you know, so we decided we would do a vacation themed episode of the podcast. We live in Los Angeles, you know, home to Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono. Mr. Burt Reynolds. Mr. Burt Reynolds. Popular television show La La. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So. So we figured we would break down all of the iconic traveling moments on the show. Um, HL and Scott slash Sadie Pines. Okay, I'm ready. If you could go on vacation with any one of the girls, which girl would you choose and where would you go?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Well, of course, I'm going to say Blanche because you know she likes to get naked. And she's up for a good time always. You know what I mean? Like if you go to a party with Blanche, you're going to turn it out. Where would we go that's such a wonderful question. We'd probably go to somewhere exotic so that she could talk about being like sultry and steamy and having a great time with a man over there at the end of the bar.
1: Mm. that's what I do
2: on vacation what about you
1: guys (laughs) I'm I'm a little bit of the opposite I feel like I would go with Sophia to Palermo Mm. we would have like a really good veal and pepper sandwich and then I'd visit her village and see where their number one export is made which we all know is ransom notes I love true crime I feel like I'd have a blast
2: we need to have a golden girls true crime episode don't you think that would be fun I would like that. I would like well, that. Well, when
1: we did, um, when we did the case oh, of the Jim libertine Clemente. Bell, we had an honest to god FBI criminal profiler yeah. on yeah. to talk about. What if the, the Golden
2: Girls podcast gets an honest to god FBI profiler who got sued by Jean-Benet Ramsey's father? I mean, only out on the lanai. That is true. Only out on the line. So,
1: but we do know that when it comes to having a great vacation. Yeah the most important thing. It all starts with the very beginning, which is packing oh. for the trip. And I think Martha, we have a clip airline here. airline tickets? Yes,
0: Rose. And the passports? Yes, Rose. Did you remember to bring Pepto-Bismol? Yes, Rose. Dramamine? Yes, Rose. And chewing gum in case we have to pop our ears. Yes, Rose. And did you call a cab to take us to the airport? No, Rose, I called two cabs, one for Blanche and me and one for you, because you're making me
2: crazy with all your questions. Okay, in this situation, I am fully I'm fully Dorothy which is rare for me because usually I'm like she saw how many bags it took to get me here with all of this Checked two bags, but we also used a lot of checked-in luggage. Like, it was a lot. There was a lot happening with me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I brought one tiny, like, travel suitcase that fit overhead. She literally
2: brought the tiniest bag. I don't know Mm -hmm. how. The toiletries bag alone is a suitcase for me. I don't understand.
1: I'm definitely, between the two of us, I'm definitely the rose in that scenario. I mean, as evidenced by the fact that I'm holding index cards in the clicker. So Not me.
2: (laughs) Not literally. I was just like, we'll get to the airport when we get there. Let's have fun. We'll have a drink. I'm definitely bland.
1: So, okay, H. Allen slash Lady Pines. If yes. you were on vacation and the airline, God forbid, lost your luggage, oh. and they accidentally gave you the luggage of one of the girls, oh. whose God. luggage would you want to be stuck with and why? Okay,
2: this is a twofold answer for me, because we all know that Sophia travels with snacks and pasta sauce and clam sauce and all of the other things. And I love a good Italian, right? Right, Vinny? So <laughs> I love to have snacks when I travel. Yeah, i have pasta sauce. So I would probably travel with, I would want Sophia's luggage. However, I do think Rose's luggage would be fun cause it would have lots of toys and games and like things to occupy my time. Cause I'm very, you know, I'm very anxiety
1: ridden. I, yeah, that 100% sounds like you. We know each other so well at this yeah. point. Yeah. I feel like I would want Blanche's because- Sl- Slutty. No, no, why do you go there? I would like Blanche's, one, because you know she's gonna be traveling with a sensible meal, something that when you're traveling, you wanna be out, you don't wanna go to the bathroom a lot, yeah. but also because I like really comfortable pajamas, and I would oh. take her negligees, because you know that she travels with a lot of nice silk ones, oh. and I would at least have comfortable pajamas for sleeping, because that's my thing, comfy See, clothes I all the way. I
2: want the silk pajamas, I do. I want the flowy silk pajamas, but I have to also admit that I'm a very large man, and I sweat, and silk, and body, and sticking. It's just, it's actually not pretty. <laughs> it's not.
1: Okay, so we're all packed. Now it's time to get to the Ooh, airport I'm and so actually excited. get on the plane for our destination vacation. Let's see what the girls would do what? in situation. I'm so proud of
0: you, Dorothy. You're just doing beautifully. Nobody would dream you have a fear of flying unless they happen to glance at the bruises on my forearm. (laughs) You think maybe you could hold on to something else for a while, honey? Oh, of course, honey. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 Meant like the armrest. (laughs) Look, girls, I found this big bolt in the aisle. Where do you think it goes? With me, off this plane. What was that? Oh, that was them shutting the door. They shut the door?
2: Oh, my God. gosh. I, yesterday when we got on the plane, now, you all know, if you've listened to the podcast at this point, you know me, you know how ridiculous I am. And there was a Frida Claxton sitting in the row across from us, All I was doing was putting my bag down. This woman, as soon as I bent down, it was like King Kong's ass was going straight in her face. And she literally did this. What is that? That bitch. God. She's dead.
1: (laughs) I killed her. (laughs) Um... I would say I, I do know you're a little bit of a nervous flyer. There I was am. some turbulence on our plane. I felt so bad. Both you and I, Michael was stuck in the middle between us, yeah, and we're both just death gripping Michael during some turbulence on yeah. our way down.
2: It was scary. We didn't have Jeff and Rich and Randy to hold on to. No, we did not. <laughs> I would hold on to for life.
1: I I would say as a flyer, I'm the type of person where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have like four or five hours of like uninterrupted. I, I won't get on social media because like you have to pay for Wi Fi on planes, which yeah. is so stupid. They're like, we'll like give you twenty for Minutes, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. So I'm always like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my script. I'm gonna finish this pilot, whatever. And then no. I just like, by my, two and a half hours later, I'm watching like Daddy Daycare too. And yeah. I I always have high expectations for what I'm gonna do on a plane, and I it just always devolves into I watching watched a bad Survivor.
2: Movie. And it oddly felt appropriate because if the pla- if the plane crashes, you know, I have a lot of stuff that we could survive on. Like this could be a blanket, you know. This we could get for food.
1: So question for you. Right? <laughs> yes, you would keep everybody warm with I all of your get-ups, which are absolutely beautiful. Just hug me, beautiful. I'll keep you warm. Um, which of the girls do you think would be official members of the Mile High Club?
2: Well, that's an obvious question. However, not so obvious because as we've learned over the years of watching the Golden Girls, that while Blanche, the immediate answer is Blanche, right? The private jet know, with the seat that
1: goes back.
2: We know that Rose has a higher fuck count. We know this. <laughs> Rose has fucked more in her life than Blanche has in a week. So, we, I'm, I'm gonna say Rose is gonna be a member. Her and Charlie, they probably went into like, I mean, who knows those planes. That, and, and they had to go on a plane, to a train, to a buggy thingy. Lots of areas for blanket activity.
1: Yeah, blanket activity is a good way to describe it. What do you I call like- a
2: mile high club on a buggy?
1: I don't I'm just like I, a,
2: like a rock mile cuz they go over rocks. I don't know. I don't know that was just a tangent I was going on there.
1: <laughs> I, I like to think that when her and Miles went skydiving we hate Miles oh, on this can podcast you fuck while by you're skydiving? the way. No, but I think that her and Miles got it on on the plane and that's what landed Miles in the hospital. I, I mean, don't think he actually like got hurt from skydiving. I think they banged really hard on the plane and then Wow and then she hurt because we know that Rose kills men in bed. She's done it twice.
2: So maybe she should do it skydiving. Maybe she'll have a safer, you know, ratio. If you I think if you probably Google that, you'll see an image online of someone naked skydiving. I bet you it exists.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've packed. Google it. I don't know. We've gotten on the plane. We've arrived at yes. our destination. We're Let's here. say in, in this case it's going to be Chicago.
2: Applaud for Chicago. Yes,
1: applaud for Chicago. Any
2: locals in here? Who locals anyone? Okay. Yeah, we are the locals? There's four of you. Yes. Great.
1: Yes, well, we should all go out afterwards and find the spot where Sophia and Sal um, stopped off to see the St. Valentine's Day incident. Oh, my
2: God. I've been we'll looking for that. Incident. I've been trying to find a place to do a selfie at the Valentine's Day massacre.
1: So, okay, so the, we've, the women have arrived at their destination. Yes. What do we think they're renting to, like, get around?
2: Oh, God. Well, okay, I'm going to go by each girl. So we know that Blanche is going to get a convertible that's probably a two-seater, but they're going to fit all four girls in somehow. It's TV. Um, then, or, or she's going to use that Mercedes thing that she bought to impress the men, and then she rented it out, but then it got crap. Maybe they'll do that. I don't know. Um, Dorothy's going to get a sensible minivan. She's going to get made fun of for it, but she's like, I need space. Like, literally... <laughs> I feel like that's where she would go. Sophia probably doesn't need, doesn't matter what car she gets because she's going to steal whatever other car the girls get and drive it illegally. Or so she'll find
1: a donkey. She will sh- find, find a donkey, donkey to get around on. And then Rose is
2: literally going to ask the Enterprise guy, do you have a gremlin? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Rose yeah. is going to ask for a gremlin. Drives a freaking gremlin. All right. So now we got to talk Hotel. In order to have a great vacation, you need to have a a Sheraton-level hotel, a nice hotel. Mm. I'm hoping by saying this, they will give me free Wi-Fi in the room. Yeah, they
2: make their own mattresses. Did you know that? If anybody is here from... They have their logo on the mattresses. That's money.
1: Yeah. So if anybody would like to give me free Wi-Fi, shout out to the Sheraton on our podcast.
2: The pillows could be better.
1: I'm just saying. Um, So let me ask you a question. Yes. In a hotel room, what is the most important amenity for your room to have?
2: Mm, Oh, that's so hard because I love plugging things in. Um, I think it's going to be a television so I can watch my programs.
1: Yeah, you got to have a lot of good programs to watch. Got to have a lot of
2: good programs. I love La Law. I love Law and Order. I love them all. Yeah, I want my programs. That's what I'm going to say. A good TV.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to be basic and say coffee because I need it like the moment I roll out of bed and I just need it right there. I was surprised by no refrigerator in the room. I'm not saying
2: what I'm refrigerating. You don't need to know that about me, but I want a refrigerator. I like things cold.
1: Yeah, no, I know you do. I think we all know the the most important amenity for the women to have in their hotel rooms. Oh, yeah. Come on, let's make the best of it. Yeah,
0: maybe this room isn't a total loss.
1: Look here, a vibrating bed. Come on, let's give it a try.
0: Oh, oh, come on, come on, come on. It'll be fun. Shoot. All right, you ready? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Okay.
2: Oh, uh, Paul that means, like, Rodriguez! Everybody, give it up, up that for that Paul
1: Rodriguez, who isn't here but was just on on that screen doing a great bit. Juan
2: That's a job. That could be actual an actual job for someone. It was for Paul Rodriguez.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah. Those are all the clips I have. Yeah, I mean, okay.
2: <laughs> Can we? Has anyone ever? To be honest with me, because we're gonna have we're, we just intentionally decided to spend most of this audience because we wanted you guys to be a part of the podcast. That was very important to us. So. I want to get to know you all a little bit. First off, though, I need to know, have you ever stayed at a hotel that actually had a vibrating bed? You have. You have. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. So did you put a quarter in it? And did you use it? You used it. How the, did, you did you use Did you bring it? a special someone with you? Were you afraid of any sort of electrical malfunctions that could happen? Or were you just like, who cares? You're in bed with
1: me. Ah!
2: (laughs) So good. So good. I love you.
1: All right. Should we do some audience Q&As now off of that great bit?
2: So as I said in the beginning, we have some great other podcasts, and some of them are in the room. So I want to take questions from the first of the Golden Girls podcast that I love. So good you named it. And Barrett
1: Brad, K, yes, have we have question? Barrett and Kay here from So Good We Named It. Oh, yeah, you have,
2: yep, yep. Yep. I mean, I'm really shy. <laughs> Give it up for So Good You Named It. It's really me. This isn't Dorothy. This is a wig. Um, my first doesn't have to be travel related. It doesn't have to be. It could be anything you want because we love all of you. Oh, okay. So I want to know, do you think Truby could have made a good replacement or would have been too much competition with Blanche Devereaux? Oh, okay. Mm. What do you think, Carrie?
1: I mean, I love Debbie Reynolds, but I I think it would have potentially upset the balance of the women. I think if you're going to replace B. Arthur with somebody, it's got to be somebody who sort of fits into that B. Arthur category in terms of like the attitude and the point of view in certain stories, so I do think it would have been a little too much with Blanche. I
2: also think it would have been competition with Blanche and not, you know what I mean? I feel like Debbie Reynolds is more slutty than she is Dorothy, you know? Like, I just feel. I also feel like that episode that did not use her to her fullest ability. Like she's Debbie Reynolds, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that woman could lift her leg over her head at like eighty. Like, yes. She, they should have at least had a dance break or something between. Like, like that episode. There's an episode of Dinah Shore where B. Arthur and Rose, like, or Betty White, they like do a tap dance. They could have done that. I would have loved that. All
1: right, and is Danielle here from yeah, Doctor
2: Cheesecake? Oh, we right back there. Give it up yes, for Doctor <laughs> Dr. Cheesecake, everyone.
0: <laughs>
1: Hi. You
0: are looking so beautiful both of you. Look Sexy at these nianzo, two acknowledge. Uh, so I woke up a rose but then I had a cocktail now I'm feeling more of a blanche. Ooh. So I
2: follow you on Instagram. You're always a blanche <laughs> girl.
0: <laughs> so my question is of all the boyfriends we ever met on the show, do you have a favorite?
2: Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to This is controversial. I have always subscribed to the belief that attractive level attraction, like someone's physical outside, does not matter when it comes to sexual relations. Because every single person you sleep with, you're gonna get a good story out of it. Like the lady with the vibrating bed. You're gonna get a good story out of it, no matter who. So just fuck around, have fun, be a slut. So uh, what, Why I say that, to say, I think my favorite boyfriend slash ex-husband on the show is Stan.
1: Mm. I love, Her I love, I have a soft spot
2: for Stan. I would totally do it with Stan. There's. There's something about me I just want to lick his little like the three hairs on his head. I I just something about Stan. I don't know. I don't want I, but, but I also want to say the sailor to I like I I like What was I am going to say yeah
1: Jake, Jake with the yeah, nose Jake, tattoo. Jake, yeah,
2: Jake. I I would do Jake in the I'm bathroom. Going with Jake. Only the bathroom.
1: Yes, Jake. Jake for sure. Um, okay, do we have No, just Jake.
2: Nobody Just else. Just Jake. Nobody else.
1: Well and Grace, you guys got it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh no, nobody else. Just Jake. I hope, okay. I hope everyone here can come to the
0: three o'clock Dr. Cheesecake yes. at the Rusty yes. Anchor stage. We're answering all your problems using episodes of the Golden Girls. Yay, yes, yes. Go yes, check out Dr. Cheesecake do. after
2: this. We also have April Black Blanche in the room, I believe. Is she Blanche
0: here? Blanche Deverhoe, are you here? Where
2: is she? Oh, there she is, right over here. Oh, April, April. And just so you know, all of these people you're hearing from these podcasts will be on future episodes of Out on the Lanai as well. So you have that to look forward to. April, what's your question?
0: So, can y'all
2: hear me? Okay. Y'all look fantastical. So mm, let me just so say that. So do you. Oh, thank you. Don't worry. I'll be Look at all those hearts. You're 555, five, five, easy girl. I am. You know, <laughs> I'll be clapping cheeks after the bridal shower. But anyway, with the policeman. Yes. Um, and the stripper. But anyway, so my question is about black representations we've kind of talked right. about. Um, looking at some of the way that some of the characters were portrayed, uh-huh. do you think that there were some kind of goofs or more triumphs with yeah. the representation? I think one of the biggest things about, and we've talked about this on the podcast a bunch too, is that I think it's important, because I'm a white person, I've never lived the experience of, I know, shocking, right? I use a lot of bronzer, but yes, I'm white. Um, no, I do think as a white person, like, it, is, it is, we created racism, so it's our responsibility to fix it. And, it's, and I do, I, that's just my own personal belief. And so I think in terms of the Golden Girls and representation, like there were a lot of problems. And I think we should acknowledge some of that, but just like on a lot of other shows too. You watch episodes of Friends and oh
0: girl, that's, bad, that's harsh. <laughs>
2: Friends is worse. Friends are, I know, we were talking about that yesterday. Friends is worse. So I think it's our responsibility to have the conversation and to be open to listening to other people when they do have problems that they have and not feel like it's an attack on one of these lovely shows that we love because it isn't. We all love the show. We just need to be able to Have really a listen, conversation. Have conversations yeah. and be open and not be so aggressive in responding because then we can all be friends and that's lovely and we need more of that. Don't you guys think? Also, let's just say, in terms of black representation, yes, give it up. But in terms of black representation, I mean here at Golden Con, you have So Good You Named It, you have April slash Black Blanche. There are so many great, huge, 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 like awesome people doing great things who aren't looking like the girls on the Golden Girls. So round of applause for the diversity of Golden Con too. Yes. And let me just add to that, queer representation. A lot of queers in this room right now. Round of applause. <laughs> and there's something special about all of us, the different, you know, multicolored, multigender, multi-queer, just all of the people coming together representing something that we all love and share. Wouldn't it be world- great if the rest of the country was like Golden Con?
1: Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so all right. That's my have, soapbox. Do we have any more questions from the audience? Oh yeah, we need questions. Oh, right here. We've got one down I'll in front. I'll come to you with oh. the mic
0: so we make sure it gets recorded Brad's correctly. getting his steps in this guys, weekend, give it up aren't for you Brad. Brad?
1: give it up for Brad. Give it up for Brad. all the guys over here in the tech booth. are just crushing it. Hello, Carrie Doherty. Hello, uh, H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. That's my official title. It's copyrighted. <laughs> yes. I see you're wearing a Mike Dennison t-shirt. I am. I love Mike it. Mike Dennison, great Golden Girls artist, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so my question is, how would you describe the Golden Girls community?
2: Kara, <sighs> you want to start that?
1: Yes, I feel like I always get so teary-eyed when I talk about this. I, that is such a great question. I have never, and this is why I'm so excited to be here, because I think this is the biggest room of Golden Girls fans I've ever been in before. And I, I really do think, like, I've never felt so much just love and community amongst anybody else besides Golden Girls fans. I, I feel like... I don't know, like you were to put us on an island, we were stranded, not a single one of us would eat another one. We would all starve to death yeah. because that's how much of a community we would be. So we're, we're so happy to be here with all of you and to share in the fandom and I, I, I'm, I'm biased, but I do think the Golden Girls fan community is the greatest fan community of all time yeah. that will ever, ever, ever exist in the history of fandom.
2: I agree completely. I mean, one of the things, when we started the podcast in 2014, I remember I met Carrie at my birthday party. A mutual friend of ours had brought her. And I told her when we sat down about talking about doing a podcast, because it was sort of like podcasts had existed, but there weren't many out there. And I told her, I don't want to do it if another person's done it. <laughs> I want to be the first. And I want to make it, like, real. And I want to make it fun and community-driven and, like, create something. And over the years, we've been able to create this, like, amazing community of people who... Tell us, like, you know, just like with me, when I was going through chemo, I had those touchstones. The girls were my touchstones. I watched the Golden Girls, and it was... It's more than just a show. it It's its therapy, and it gets you through hard times and good times and bad, all of the things. And what I learned about the podcast and the community is that they're also there for you, because I've had so many friends outside of just dealing with the Golden Girls stuff who have become real people in my life because of the Golden Girls. We, you connected because of the Golden Girls, but then it grows. So I think it's just... It's such a symbol for like who I strive to be as a person. This community and how we treat each other is just such a beautiful thing that I think it could be a lesson for a lot of other communities to maybe take a note from us and how we treat each other. Yeah.
1: Do we have? What any other more questions? questions? Oh, we have some back here. I'm coming. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, just curious. How did you guys dis- when and how did you discover the Golden Girls?
1: Oh. We we were both children. I know yeah. that. I I was. So it was
2: the late 90s for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was just on in my house. And I think um, like Marcia, at an earlier panel had said a lot of young children watched it because they enjoyed the way, like the dynamic that Sophia and Dorothy had, and that maybe like they wished that they could talk to their own parents that way. And yeah, I think for me, and maybe it was through Sophia and I just didn't realize it, but they all reminded me of my grandma. I had a little Italian grandma, so she was like Sophia. We actually called her little grandma because she was so tiny. Um, yeah, I think for me, it was just, I, I, I didn't get all the jokes, but I did find comfort in watching them, maybe because they reminded me of my grandma.
2: Yeah, it's so funny. I My grandma was a bitch. And, uh, <laughs> like, God, my grandma. Whew, we, it, her, her, let's just say her funeral was a party. Um, <laughs> but, so when I watched the Golden Girls when I was a kid, it wasn't because I, you know, watched it with my grandma because she was like being a bitch. So instead, they became kind of like my de facto grandmas in a way. And I remember watching it when it was like the last season when it was originally on. I was like, what is this show? And I was a stupid little kid. And then on Lifetime. Who, who started watching on Lifetime? So many people started on Lifetime. Lifetime? Lifetime television for women was the conduit for so much Golden Girls love. And literally, I remember it came on at, at 8 a.m., and it ran till 10 a.m., so I watched it before school, and then it came on again at 5 p.m., and then again at 10 p.m., and I would watch it in all those hour blocks on Lifetime, and literally, I have no idea how no one knew I was gay until I was a teenager, because I was watching obsessive amounts of Lifetime television for women.
1: We had another um, question here? Yeah, I think we had another one over here.
0: Hi. Uh, So the show is obviously very ahead of its time in a lot of ways with treatment of the queer community and addiction and just a lot of different things. But the one thing that I always cringe at is that it seems very fat phobic. Um, There's so many episodes that relate to that, especially the Sean Sheps episode with with Rebecca. I'm wondering why you think that that's the issue that they were so, the show is so much a product of its time.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I totally relate to that because (laughs) fat. Um, But... I also, I recognize that, too, and it is uncomfortable. And one of the things that, I remember I was talking, we had Lizzo on the podcast a couple of years ago, um, like 2016 or something. Yes, that Lizzo. I had, I was, (laughs) yes, we love Lizzo. And I was talking with some of our mutual friends about how it really was, Lizzo in the past couple of years who pushed, who really forced this conversation about sizing and being inclusive and being open to different sized people and sexualizing fat people in a way that says we are attractive, we are sexy, and we can be sexy. So I don't feel like it was the fault of the Golden Girls in a lot of ways because I feel like everybody was fat phobic in a way that was just super uncomfortable on television in from the beginning of time. I just recently watched an episode of Lucy, and they were making fun of how fat Ethel was, and oh my God, it's my dream to be <laughs> Ethel's weight. Like, my dream. So, and I think, sorry, go ahead. So I just think it's it's something that's grown, and it's really been in just the last couple of years that we've actually said, you know what? Fuck it. Your body does not matter about who you are and how beautiful you are and how attractive and how sexy you can be. It's who you are. Don't be a dick and you'll be hot.
1: And I think, yes. And... I think that we did also talk about it on the podcast during that episode where it's one thing for Jeremy to be an asshole with Becky and then for them to call him out. But then when all the other women were kind of making jokes about it, we're like, well, no, that didn't the way it should be. Um, But, yeah, I think we did sort of call it out. It did feel a little inconsistent with some of the other episodes where they were, like, talking about addiction, talking about HIV, stuff like that. Where it's like Mm -hmm. we wanted the women's attitudes to be shifted a little bit more so that Jeremy was the bad guy and we can all shit on Jeremy and the women aren't making jokes about Becky. And
2: also I remember when we had Sean on the show, Sean Sheps who played uh Becky one. Um that <laughs> we <laughs> yeah that um, I believe she said she had to wear like, it was like she had to. they even used a fat suit on her. Am I correct? She right? did. Yes. She
0: mentioned that this morning yeah. in oh, her yeah. panel. Thank you. Thank yes. you,
2: Brad. Yeah. And they had to put a fat suit mm-hmm. on her. And even then, I was like, I want to be Becky One's weight. What's happening? Like, she's gorgeous. Yeah. So, thank you for that question. Do we, uh, There's another yes. question, right? Yes.
0: Um, I'm so excited that you're
1: here. Oh, I'm so um, excited. What's your name? Um, Genevieve. I met you guys last night. Yes. 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 Hi, Genevieve. Hi, Good to see um, you. So, I've, I've listened since the
0: beginning and your dynamic, I, I love your dynamic that Carrie, you kind of keep it. You keep things in line while HL and Sadie goes, you know, goes on That's your own. Crazy, yes. And I'm wondering, is it seemed to happen like from day one that that it was like that? Did you go into it knowing that this was gonna work
1: so no. perfectly? No, no. I, I love that you think that we're that like, like well, like organized and yeah. planned. And no, yeah. this is. It's we did just, the first
2: podcast yeah. having only met in person probably like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we it, did not know each yeah. other. Yeah. We just that's knew. Our So our mutual grew. friend, Ellie Glazer, who was here last year and who was you know, Golden Girls VIP, he introduced us, but he didn't have the bandwidth because he's so busy. He didn't have the bandwidth to do a Golden Girls podcast when Carrie came to him about doing that. And so he was like, I'm going to pass you off. No, he's yeah, nice. I'm just making was fun of him. this was nine years ago, and here we yeah. are. Oh yeah, my god. nine gosh. years ago, we're going ten years next year. Oh my god!
1: God, but yeah, Genevieve, it's yeah. just us. We just.
2: But I do think I do think our dynamic speaks to a lot of what a lot of the audience of the Golden Girls in a way. In that, although it doesn't speak to, I was talking to April about this last night. That t- I was talked to TV Land once, and one of the largest audience for viewing on network television is people of color watching the Golden Girls. It's black women watching the Golden Girls. So let's give it up for black women, <laughs> keeping that love and keeping those residual checks going to the girls' estates. That's what's happening. But well, our dynamic, I think, speaks to, and what's so special to me, is the importance of, for queer people, the importance of having like a straight ally like Carrie involved in the conversation, because that's, that's, that's my first love of the Golden Girls, is talking to my girlfriends about the Golden Girls, because I didn't have any other gay friends that I could talk to about the Golden Girls. So. There is something special, I think, about the really, really, really gay guy and the really straight and narrow, literally, Carrie. I keep the white
1: women in check, the white, straight women it, in check.
2: People relate to that, I hope. Yep. Yeah. Other questions? Go oh, right back there.
0: Hi. Hi. Hi, it's Heather. Um, Hi. I just Heather. want to say A, I have a fridge in my room, I'll share. If okay. You want one. Um, but also, what's the future for the podcast?
2: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. So we just got picked up by Mom Network, Moguls of Media.
0: Alaska, it's Alaska Thunderfuck, Thunderfuck and, Willem.
2: and Willems Network from Drag Race. So we're, we're we're going strong, and we're doing a lot of different kinds of episodes. We're doing rewatches of episodes we've previously done with new topic episodes and all kinds of stuff. Because we've changed so
1: much since then. We've talked about it. We're, yeah. yeah, we're going back because, you know, we watched the full 187 seasons. Then we did the Golden Palace. Eh, and then... <laughs> We started doing, sometimes we'll just do Golden (laughs) Topics. We've also started watching um, uh, and recapping other projects that the women did outside of the Golden Girls and Mm -hmm. kind of tying it back in. But yeah, now we go back and rewatch and our lives are so different. So different. I'm a mom, you're Jewish now. Like we've gone through so many changes So we're going back and watching classic episodes with fresh eyes. So, yeah. th- so we'll just be doing more of that. And covering so much more to
2: come. So any much golden more
1: come. news that comes up, we'll, we'll be, we'll be here for that.
2: Well, I, I'll ask you afterwards. We're going to take pictures we'll and take stuff. Pictures but outside let, let us you know, know what other like, outside Golden Girls projects the girls did that you guys are dying for us to watch. I would love that. There's another question over here. Hi, Brandy.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, in the 70s, we'll for right? for sure be doing yeah. that.
2: Yeah, 79. So B. Arthur hosted SNL in 79, right after Maud, but before of, obviously, the Golden Girls.
0: Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, uh,
1: that's a great suggestion. Oh. We'll do that Any one. other questions? Oh, right back here. Uh,
0: yep, right here, and then we'll do one last one.
1: Okay. Great. Right. Thanks, Brad. So
2: this is a really pressing question, Ooh. and it is, um, so what do you think
0: Frida Claxton's favorite flavor of Danish is?
2: Oh, <laughs> well... Well, I think let,
1: I, let me ask you this. What's your name? My name's Rick. Rick. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Rick. What do you think is the grossest flavor that leaves a really sour no. taste in your mouth?
0: I, like apricot, probably. I don't that love would the apricot. Be the one. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah.
2: Apricot is the shit fruit of fruits. Yeah. <laughs> it really... Especially when you. it's dried. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's too much. Too many Dry. seeds, too much stuff. Yeah, I feel you. Um, I don't think that... Listen, this, I'm going to say this about Frida, all right? I in the drag world, you deal with a lot of assholes. And I have learned to appreciate a good asshole. You know what I mean? Because assholes all have stories. They're all brother, can you spare a dime? They all need a dime. And they're all unique characters who all have lived a different kind of experience. So I kind of am like, yo, Frida, come on back to the green room, let's have a conversation. Like I want that asshole energy, A, to learn how not to be that, but also B, I want to know everything about Frida Claxon's life. I want to know everything. And the Dana she would eat, I think she's very focused on fiber, so she's definitely doing like a plum situation. <laughs> yeah. So we have one last question, right?
0: Yeah, and actually it's gonna be from me. Okay. Um so you look amazing, both Thank of you. you. Uh and in uh, my name is Brad. I'm one of the producers of the event this weekend, and the one thing that's really blown me away that I don't think I was really expecting. Uh, was the amount of cosplay and deep cuts that happen uh, it, throughout the weekend. So my question is, what is the most inspirational, surprising, or favorite outfit that you've seen either through both years or so far this weekend?
1: Oh boy, I've seen so many. I mean, the, the, the bowling, the four women at bowling I've loved. Um, this morning I saw Avon. this is it, Birds is Avon here. Oh my god, Yvonne looked amazing. Um, I've seen a couple of Rose with the pink and green spandex when her and Blanche are dancing together. Like, those are such deep cuts. I saw Smoking Nun yesterday. Um, Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, that's what I love. I love the deep cuts where if you're like walking down the street, only a mega, not like an average Golden Girls fan, a mega Golden Girls fan is gonna be like, Henny Penny, like after you. (laughs) Or somebody else, they're like, no, she's a bird, whatever. So, I, like that—that's again, like one thing I love about the Golden Girls community are like those deep cuts. Like we're the only one that gets it, and everybody else is walking around going, like, oh, did you know that the actor who played Sophia was actually younger than Bea Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> We all know that. We
2: know that.
1: Every guest... This is why at the beginning of our podcast, we used to have guests on who were comedians because we're like, that'll be fun. But they weren't Golden Girls fans. Every single one of them showed up to record. And as soon as we started recording, they all thought they were hot shit. They're like, did you know? The actress that played... And we just had to start telling them, you can't say that. Every Golden Girls fan knows. Just shut up. And so we stopped having them on. For me,
2: my cause... So I... I can't do cosplay. I had like, literally, I told my boyfriend who made this outfit. I yeah, told- give it up
1: for Michael, by the way. Yeah. Michael, who made these beautiful yes. costumes.
2: He's not here, he's very shy. Um, but he, uh, no, I told him, I was like, I need to be Fernando, but I have to make it Sadie Sexy Fernando. You know what I mean? It has to be Fernando who broke free of Daisy and decided to become a slut. That's sort of the vision. For who I am. And so I don't do cosplay. But one of the things that I do love about Golden Con and I do love about like just being here with everyone is Right now, drag and queer people are under assault, but drag is under assault, especially. There's a lot happening around drag. I don't want to make this political, but there's so many great drag artists here this weekend who are doing great things. Golden gays, golden gals, the Chicago Golden Girls. Hell in a Handbag. Yes, thank you. Yes. Which you can see in Chicago like this week or something, right? They're they're performing now.
0: Well, they're a theater troupe that does many different productions, so their production right now is not Golden Girls based. But what's
2: so great about it is there's so many fantastic drag queens and kings and people of all kinds over the spectrum of drag who are doing such amazing work here in Chicago and all across the country related to the Golden Girls and not, and for all of you out there, queer or not, go to a drag show, tip a queen, go to a, go to a live show, give them tips, give them support, because one of the things that we'll do as a community is we'll hopefully stop this legislation, we'll stop this hate, and then maybe we can just like tell everyone to shut the fuck up and watch some Golden Girls, you know what yes. I mean? So that's my favorite cause this weekend. And we thank you for coming to Out on the
0: Lanai. Thank you all so much. Give it up for Sadie Pines and Carrie Doherty, Out on the Lanai.
2: And we are back with our golden takeaway. You know, we did a golden takeaway with the audience, the Q&A, but this one... We're going to do our own little golden takeaway from the weekend of Golden Con, right? Like maybe a nugget of something that we took from the weekend that perhaps will make other people happy or will just make us happy. Carrie, what's your golden takeaway from 2023 Golden Con?
1: My golden takeaway is that Golden Con, to me, it really reinforced what we've always said about the community of Golden Girls fans that – there really isn't a better group of people and the fact that the show represents chosen family. I saw, I know that there were a couple of people. I know that there were some people that had come to golden con by themselves and I would see these people like walking around and talking to other people, like other fans. And I was like, Oh, that's really nice. Like they're, everybody's making friends here nobody's being weird or like possessive of the golden girls. It's my thing. You know, everybody was just so welcoming and nice. And, you know, it had been a while since you and I were in a room doing a live show with golden girls fans and it did just really reinforce the love and the warmth that you can feel when all Mm -hmm. those people are in a room together. And I'll also say that, you know, I I was also thinking of, you know, Golden Girls fans, maybe fans of the podcast who wanted to go to Golden Con but couldn't make it. And I was also just thinking of those people. And and like, it sounds so cheesy, but I'm like, I anytime somebody said they were bummed, they couldn't make it. I was like, you were there in spirit. But when we were in that room with all the Golden Girls fans, I was like everybody who couldn't be here right now I can feel them here in mm-hmm. spirit in like a non creepy yeah. way Um <laughs> it was it really was it was just magical I just I love Golden Girls fans I want to marry every single one of you
2: yeah oh I know I'm gonna echo a similar sentiment the, the people who came alone I always one of the things that I always do at every single show of mine be it a Sadie show or like a Golden Con I always try to sort of like look for the people who seem like they're there alone or seem like they're sort of just like you know trying to make friends, trying to, like, connect with people. And I always try, especially as Sadie, just come up to people and, like, make people feel good and make people feel included and give someone a, a little squeeze on the shoulder and just sort of, like, you know, make someone feel appreciated for even just a moment because that's really all anyone ever needs is to be seen. And it makes me really happy that, like, Golden Con exists and that people are, some of those people, who, especially people who came alone, are so brave because they're braver than me. I wouldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I don't think I emotionally could do that. And so whenever someone does something like that, it really makes me it makes me happy for people and it makes me so happy that they're there and it makes me happy that I can at least connect with them and I just love that. So I'm glad you mentioned that, but also just in general, over the weekend it made me realize that like I love doing live shows with Golden Golden Girls fans, and I love our live shows with Golden Girls fans. And you and I talked about sort of like talking about doing more of this, trying to figure out ways that we can do more sort of live shows that we put together, especially in this post-pandemic world and how all that looks and what we can do, and especially me now as Sadie. It's like a it really gives us an opportunity to get really creative with live shows and maybe take it on the road or do something in Los Angeles or whatever it is. And I really, I really am excited about sort of contemplating what we can do. And I would love to hear from listeners on Instagram or anywhere else, email us or DM us or whatever it is, and let us know what you guys want to see from us. Because one of the things that I love about us doing this podcast and continuing to do this podcast is it really is fan-driven. You know, we're doing it because people wanted us to do re-watches of episodes we've already watched or wanted us to continue doing the podcast or wanted us to continue doing what we're doing. And people at Golden Con told us, you know, that they, they, they like our connection and like our back and forth and like what we're doing. And it just validates sort of everything that you and I've been doing for the past nine years. And it makes me so happy personally to be able to do this with you, Carrie, but it also makes me really happy that, We've been able to have that connection with so many people that I can't really ever see in person except for on weekends like at Golden Con. But I feel it. You know, I feel it online and I feel it whenever we record because it is kind of like you're there. We feel you when we're recording. We feel you when we're talking. We know what your reactions are going to be when when I go on a tangent or when Carrie is nitpicky about something. Like we know exactly (laughs) how people are going to react. And that feels so fucking good. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I and to, to echo like because I, I realize, yeah, we've been talking about it a lot in terms of like our relationships with the audience and with other Golden Girls fans. But you and I, I mean, we've never traveled together before. No, we never. had we had adjoining hotel rooms <laughs> and that middle door was just open <laughs> the open. whole time. The entire time. It was just like oh I, my we God. were like Monica Carrie Geller's apartment. Me.
2: Carrie saw me in ways that she has never seen before, half dressed with drag and corset and boobs and just everything flying all over the room and the room exploding. And when you're when I allow someone to see me like that, that you know you're family at that point. And you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna say it. All the Golden Girls fans, you're invited to to my room to see me half naked and get ready and drag, because you're all family. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh man. Well, everyone, that has been another episode of Out on the Lanai for all of you. Uh we love you guys and We will see you back here next week for more Golden Girls greatness. Yeah,
2: it's going to be so much fun. And you guys, you know we are a part of Mom, Moguls of Media. So go to Mom and subscribe and get Mom Plus and do all the wonderful mom things that you can do. And I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines on everything. And you can listen to them or you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Adam and I official on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod and on Facebook at Golden Girls Podcast. You go follow us. It's wonderful. Carrie, where can people follow you?
1: I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And if you have a moment and you're feeling golden, please rate and review us wherever you get this podcast, because the more ratings we get, the more this show will get bumped up and the more people will discover it and join <laughs> our lovely kick-ass community of Golden Girls fans. I thought I would slow it down for Oh once. yeah, why
2: not slow it down? You're feeling something. And guys, remember, as always. As always.
0: Stay
1: golden! Stay golden! <laughs>
2: We'll sound better next week, we swear.